0: What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF, and when I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio.
1: We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics but we don't make product for them we look to the future
2: The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the FMF Big MX Radio Podcast Show. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we got none other than Little D, Donnie Amler Jr. Donnie, how's it going? What happened, dude? Not much, not much. Uh, how are things in SoCal? Oh, uh, it's good. Just cranking. Right on, man. Well, uh... It- like, th- this is a big weekend last one was a big weekend uh is there a one particular weekend in the year where you don't consider it a big weekend and like all thi- all cylinders are firing and uh, things are being thrown at you from every angle <laughs>
0: it's like more like roost is flying at you from all angles and you're just trying to figure out if you should run roll-offs or just put some as many tear-offs so you can fit on your goggles
2: Double goggles every single weekend for Donnie Emler Jr. Just like, dodging it, put putting the extra uh, the lens on the on the visor uh, because back in the day we didn't have those clear visors that the uh, the star guys could put on. We just like put on, put on the, uh, the the lens on the end of the visor so you could still see. And uh, yeah, that was the old school style.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully we don't get any of that for uh, for the motocross of nations, man. Hopefully it, uh, the weather stays good. It's in England, so it can be gloomy at these times of, of year but uh hopefully it's uh it's it's dry so uh we can see some really good racing
2: no kidding well you, you of course are uh, uh, like you, you're as as american as they come americans as apple pie they might say and i'll put you on the spot right now give me your podium for the mx donations
0: well come on i mean it's uh it's always difficult it's the cool thing yep. about it is it, it's three moto formats. so it's really it's you know that third moto can uh can definitely hurt you as you saw we saw last year um with Cooper falling over, Jason getting landed on in the second moto. Um so, you know, a lot can happen. It's uh like I said, you get to drop one moto, your worst finish. Um, you know, obviously I'm going for, for Team USA. I want to, wanna to bring it bring it home. Um, you know, it's been a while. We've had a really good effort the last uh two years and uh you know ended up coming up second and then third last year uh but it's a great event i'm going for uh team usa you know uh france is going to be good um you know they lost uh perandis first and then i believe patrelle Patrelle. then got hurt so they're uh pulling in charlie Abe, which um you know he was he was a factory level guy two years ago, then uh, mm-hmm. took this year off and went and raced for factory Husqvarna in the off-road, which is pretty cool to see these guys, you know, switch over to off-road and uh, they pulled them back in for their, uh, for their team. So, you know, they're going to be tough. Paulin in and Feb and, and those guys, I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be some good racing. It's going to be a nail biter. I am really, really hoping our guys can do it. I think, uh, Zach and Covington and Sealy. I think it's a it's a really good combo. I think it's cool because it's kind of like an underrated uh, team a little bit, you know, besides Zach. I mean, everyone's kind of like, oh, they don't really know much about Covington, but, you know, he's been ripping it up over in Europe. He, he gets the tracks. He knows the starting format, just how everything works. You um, know, you have Sealy that's been consistent pretty much all, all season, Supercross and Motocross, you know, fourths and fifths. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to consistency is key for for these three motos so that's uh that's what they uh they have to pull together i mean it's uh it's tough because it is very very nerve-wracking when you're when you're over there i mean you're watching these guys and the crowds are so loud they can't even hear um their their bikes on the starting line they say it's so loud with the fans and the horns and chainsaws and smoke bombs going off i mean it's going to be a whole another level than what they're used to
2: you you got that right and it wouldn't be a special event without uh FMF doing uh doing something special to even just get it that much higher as far as uh, the hype around it and the excitement that's generated towards it there's a video series that's been dropping on uh, uh through FMF that that is really exciting and uh, and just some quality film work being done tell me a little bit about that
0: yeah you know this is our third year doing the united by power series um it's just something for for us to kind of get back to our fans you know uh you know, we were fortunate enough for the first two years. All three guys were FMF guys. That was amazing. This year, we have two, two out of three. But the cool thing with this series, it's not really about FMF. It's really about the team. And so, you know, we're getting some footage with Cole Seeley. Um, You know, he's part of the team. We want to showcase. Uh, you know, he rides for Yoshimura, which is fine. And we, but we want to showcase Team USA as a whole. So, it's a really cool series that uh, that we're doing. The past two years, I've actually been over there and helped. Kind of direct it with uh, with my guy Ben, uh, who's over there now. I'm not going to be there this year. I'm super bummed, but um, I'll be watching it live on TV, waking up early. Um, so, you know, it's it's cool. It's a series that uh, that kind of gets behind the scenes. We're going to be dropping a lot of social content throughout the weekend. Uh, we got some stuff coming down the pipeline from from today. They had a well, it's nine hours ahead there. They had uh, yes. their team dinner. Um, tonight, so we got some good footage, and then we'll get some stuff of them at the track tomorrow, some some bike footage, and, and then Saturday and Sunday, we're going to be firing off some, you know, racing content and just uh, some cool, uh, you know, interviews and stuff with the guys, so it's neat, something different, uh, it's our little way of giving back to the fans that can't make it over there and trying to give a little snippet into uh, the lives of uh, motocross nations and, and uh, waving uh, that American flag, and, you know, you guys have a pretty cool team too you guys got uh, three fast you know, solid dudes so you know hopefully those guys i want to see those guys get in the top 10
2: absolutely yeah obviously last year was a, was an anomaly we had a guy who led led some laps and uh, and uh, helped them get that 10th overall uh, for the for to for, for our team uh, team Canada of course with Colton Fasciati you got Tyler Medaglia who is uh, just way too skilled on, on, on a motorcycle with all disciplines and then of course you have uh, Sean Moffenbauer. and uh, what's interestingly enough is all three of those guys are are in their late 20s uh, it's not a young group whatsoever I don't think they're going to crumble under the pressure uh, obviously it's it's Moffenbauer's first time over there but uh, uh, I, I'm excited to see how they do and I think uh, um, I think like they're they're gonna surprise some people but the one the guy I wanted to talk about with you is a gentleman that uh, you've supported and FMF has supported in never a number, number of different ways over the over the years and that is none other than Zach Osborne getting his first opportunity to race in this event Four Team USA, of course he's been there a couple of times with, uh, uh, Puerto Rico. P- Puerto Rico. But, uh, just like, speak to the, 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 sense of a guy who's, I believe, 27, 28 years old and, uh, maybe, I think, is he 28? And, and yeah. doing this for the very first yeah. time, that is incredible. It's like the whole, like, this culmination of this great story of him coming in as a pro, going over to Europe, where he, he basically, like, this this track that they're going to be riding is a very track that's very familiar to him. He's coming back to this, or coming to this event, red, white, and blue, for all the right reasons. No, I mean, it's
0: great. I, I kind of forget how old Zach is, right? Because, you know, he's, it seems like, you know, he's just come on the scene, you know, a couple years ago, but he's been in the sport for, for so long, and... I mean, that's the neat thing about our sport is everyone thinks you have to be like super young, like 16, 17 by the time you turn pro and you got to go out there and just start winning. And, you know, he's a perfect example of just keep, you know, the hard work and, you know, look what's paid off for him, especially this year, you know, the the grit and determination that he has. But, you know, I'm I'm so stoked for him to be the captain and going over there to represent for us. I think he's going to do a, a hell of a job. Um, You know, I get kind of bummed that, you know, a lot of the, the American press doesn't think that, you know, school well, I can't say all, but some think that it's not as big of a deal to be able to go over there. And, and, you know, when last year, when Dungy didn't want to go and this year, you know, Tomac not wanting to go and stuff and people like downplay it like, Oh, they have, you know, but they, they have so many races and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, man. I mean, this is something you get to do for your country. I mean, this is the, uh, you know, I think the pinnacle of all racing to be able to go there and on a world stage and be able to go against the biggest competitors and biggest names in the world. I mean, you know, people get kind of lost thinking that uh, it's just all about American motocross. But you know, you look what happened this year at uh, the USGP. You know, the Americans, pretty much uh, besides Hampshire, we uh, we got to hand it to us. So, you know, these guys are uh, on the world stage and they're they're gnarly. And so for for uh, for us to be there, I think you know it's you know we definitely need to be sending our best guys. And I think we have got a great team. Um, you know, Osborne for sure, and, and Covington and Sealy. I'm stoked on our team. Like I said, I think they're the A little bit of uh, people are thinking they're the underdogs, but, you know, guys uh, like Emig and everyone's been going over there for so many years, and they've always raced, you know, a full season of Supercross, full season of outdoors. You know, now we're mixing in, you know, a Monster Cup or something like that, but, you know, there's there's something to be said about uh, sacking up and going over there for Team USA, so I'm stoked
2: absolutely it's an honor and uh i i i everyone's got their reason as to why they bow out but uh i personally would uh if i had to go 10 times i'd go 10 times and it's just that kind of an event that you want to be at and uh the those who win it are kind of are, are living infamy for the rest of their lives as those who uh represented the the red white and blue and uh even if they didn't win still went and, and uh and, and flew the flag so i think there's a lot yeah. to be said for that um before we uh, get too far away from what happened this last weekend, we need to uh, draw, uh, give a very uh great congratulations and a huge amount of respect to uh big d your old man a guy who uh, when when we did a uh, a walkthrough of the the manufacturing facility in the back shop of, of FMF. He was just like walking around, do, like, uh, doing some work back there. He's like literally in the trenches and, uh, and he finally uh, got his due as an inductee of the, uh, of, I was going to say the hockey hall of fame, just mainly cause I'm Canadian, <laughs> but, uh, the, the, uh, the AMA, uh, hall of fame and, and how special of a weekend was that? And, uh, it must be pretty touching.
0: Yeah. Now he's just being a show off, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just cause he, he thinks he's, you know, been in business for 45 years that he can go and get inducted to the hall of fame Mm -hmm. and be a cool guy. No, I'm just joking. No, it was uh man, uh, pretty, uh, pretty righteous to see the whole thing go down. You know, they, uh, you know, we've been working on, you know, behind the scenes, He didn't really know, but we were working on just getting his name on the ballot and for, for the, for the board to then go vote. And it's been a couple of years we've been trying to, trying to do this. And it's, And, uh, you know, he, he just wasn't getting on the ballot and we just, uh, man, we just kept plugging away and, and, you know, meantime, he had no idea that that we were doing this behind his back. And then as soon as the name got on the ballot, they said it was the easiest thing for people to vote on once, once he was there, uh, apologize. That's my phone on the background, uh, but, uh. So, you know, for him to get picked and uh, to see it, to see him up on the stage and, and with those four other uh, inductees, I mean, it was a pretty uh, great experience. And the cool thing about it, as a lot of people know, is, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Moore uh, got inducted as well, and he was the 1994 yep. World Motocross Champion. Um, he won over in Europe with an FMF pipe, and he, at the time, he was one of my dad's really only riders, uh, you know, professional level. You know, my dad was doing a lot of off-road stuff, had a lot of, you know, privateer type guys that, you know, didn't really have any of the factory teams and stuff, and, and Bob was over there in Europe and ended up winning with FMF. And then, um, you know, in, in Bobby's speech, he even said, you know, you know huge thanks to, to the FMF uh, family because, you know, life, life after you're done racing, you never really know you know, what what real life is like because you've been so focused on, you know, racing career your whole life, and then all of a sudden real life hits you and you got to go get a job and stuff. And we were actually the first person that offered Bobby a job um, to run our Honda uh, factory race team at the time. And uh, so it was pretty neat to see kind of how it's come full circle and, and that he was getting inducted at the same time as my dad. So pretty cool little story, and it was great to, to see, you know, him there and be able to – High five him with his family, and then you know my son was was there to to witness his grandpa you know get inducted. So pretty special moment for sure. We uh, you know we got all done up, and he looked spiffy, and I was uh, I was pretty proud of him. At the end of the night, he uh, he nailed it.
2: No kidding. That uh, trademark smile ear to ear, uh, the entire time. And, uh, I was just nothing but proud for, for a guy who's worked hard his entire life and the culmination of, of just so much respect is that that's what it takes to, to get inducted is you need a, a group of people who are those to be voting to just respect everything that you've done go, uh, in the past and then even to go forward as well. Uh, I just think it's a huge nod from, uh, from the entire industry, uh, like, of all motorcycles to, uh, to, to, give someone that type of, uh, um, uh, respect and, uh, and notification. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's like my hat's off to a man. I, I like s- speechless really. I, I have a hard time finding the words and how special yeah. that is to get inducted. So, um, yeah, hats off to your old man. Eventually, uh, one yeah. of these days I'll have to, uh, you'll have to just like give me a cell phone number out to su- surprise him for one of these, because, uh, it's gonna be hard to that- track down and actually sit down.
0: That's the hard part. I mean, it's it, it was uh, you know he had he, he told me he's like man I had the worst anxiety about even getting up because he just doesn't he's great uh, you know bench racing talking to people uh, you know around the shop or at races and stuff like that he's he's amazing but as soon as you put a microphone or a, a camera in his face or tell him he's got to go up on stage in front of you know 400 people of the industry that <laughs> that are there and, and speak and he just had a full he was he was you know basically did not want to go up there. And then when he was there, you know, he did the rehearsal and stuff. And so Mr. I'm really proud that he got, up, he got up in front of people and, and talk. So yeah, I always feel bad because people want to do interviews and stuff with him. But if, if he can just talk like he does normal, he'd be fine. But he gets a little nervous when, uh, when you throw a a camera or a microphone or something in his face, but one day we'll get him to come on, on this great show and, and give you guys a, a rundown, you know, it's company's 45 years old. This, uh, and starting in 2018. So, I mean, man, it's, uh, there's not many motocross companies that are still, you know, hardcore moto that have been around that long. You know, it's crazy when you think about it. I mean, there's great companies like Fox Racing and, and, you know, stuff like that, Alpine Stars, but, Delray. you know, it's, uh, yeah, few and far between, you know, that these, uh, these companies and that are still, you know, strictly motocross companies. I mean, it's, it's pretty nuts.
2: Yeah, no no kidding. Like uh, uh my dad raced in the 70s and and I, I I kind of think of this as one of the most uh, amazing parts of it because uh like it it's 1973 was uh when when FMF like basically opens the doors and really revolutionized uh, exhaust pipes, correct? Yes. Well, my like my dad raced in the it's like 1975 through 78. So a very short period of time and not really all that long after uh the the your your father's business really started. And his Toolbox from 1975 set through 78 has the FMF sticker on it. So to me, that means that the the pipe and the company and the 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 iconic brand was so strong in such a short period, like in, in such a short period of time after its inception, that 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 sticker would find its way onto a toolbox in Canada. As, as <laughs> like there's, there's only four stickers on that toolbox. There's there's uh, uh, Bell Ray uh, NGK spark plugs. Um, FMF and their' Scott Scott goggles like that that there is yeah. your heavy four and, yeah. and to be part of that is like that's about as as amazing as it gets yeah I, I mean it's, it
0: is a pretty crazy story I mean when you uh, you know sometimes it's, it's hard for me to, to grasp it just because I live it every day but when you just when you kind of look back I mean we're just really an exhaust pipe company that's uh kind of created uh a brand of a lifestyle you know if you if you use uh, an fmf pipe or you rock a sticker on your truck or a toolbox or wear an fmf t-shirt you kind of like you're you're proud to say that you ride motorcycles you know and that's pretty neat that that people use fmf in that tone you know to, to tell people like hey i ride you know like i'm cool and uh, really, you know, at the end of the day, we we make metal exhaust pipes, and and we're built a brand. And you know, maybe I'm dumbing it down a little bit, but it just it's crazy for for me to see just how, how far it's come. You know, since I was a little kid. You know what I mean? I mean, when I when I was a kid, I mean, my furthest memory back, my dad was living in his in his shop, like he built like a a mezzanine that he lived in, like because he, you know, the company was small, and you know he was going through tough times, and you know. Building the brand, and but uh, that's also he was so die hard that he would pick to live in his shop because he was yeah. working so hard. That was pretty crazy.
2: For sure. And given the fact that, like, he's working that hard, he's, he's, uh, the times are tough, and, and he's living inside the shop. At the very same time, people are so embracing of that brand that they're gonna, they're gonna choose that sticker as, as the, as the emblem on their toolbox. That, like, from the outside, uh, looking into that, or from the outside of that toolbox, you know that it's a motocross toolbox just by the stickers on the outside. And, uh, and, and my dad, like, uh, chose FMF to be one of them. And, like, as much as, as you want to stay as humble as you want, uh, let's talk a little bit about, how amazing that product is that you guys turn out. And there's not too many times where uh, like I'll, I change a lot of things up with my motorcycles, but recently there was a box that I picked up from Mark's parcel pickup, uh, Mike's parcel pickup in uh, in Pemina, North Dakota bolted on this beautiful works fatty pipe from FMF. Didn't change the gas, didn't t- change the jetting, just wanted to start up the motorcycle. And I'm telling you right now, Donnie, the bike it's a, it's a new bike. I don't I don't know what you guys did. I don't know the the technology and the and the research that needs to go into this. But uh, I've changed I've I changed the the exhaust pipe, and it's literally like the bike just suits me so much better. It it uh, it pulls long into the into the revs. It, it's got power down deep. Like I don't know what you guys did, but I like it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, Big D's a mad rocket scientist. I mean it's it's cool because he really enjoys two strokes. Um, obviously that's what the company started with, but, yes. you know, he's built, uh, the company and the manufacturing facility here, you know, it's pretty much predominantly making four stroke exhaust and, you know, the type of equipment it takes just to, to produce four stroke exhaust and all the stampings and all the little pieces, the strap brackets and, you know, everything besides the sticker, I mean, is made right here in house, but, you know, he really enjoys getting to tinker still with two strokes and so when uh you know brands like KTM Husky come out with new new bikes you know he really he's the one that is still doing it all by himself pretty much I mean him and him and Dan Laporte are back in the dining room and mess around with it and and George who's our R&D manager he doesn't even touch the two-stroke stuff because he knows that you know that hey Don's taking care of that so it's it's pretty neat like he literally like you said he when you were here I mean he's he's in the back of the shop like he is not he doesn't come to the front office unless he has to sign checks or talk to someone for a meeting or whatever, but he's, he's, his happy place is definitely working on machines and equipment in the back of the shop. And uh, so the, the cool thing is knowing that like when you buy FNF two truck pipes from start to finish, he had his hands on that pipe at some point and inspecting it. Um, you know, so it's what he enjoys and it's pretty cool. And I appreciate that, uh, that, that it works and, and uh, that you're stoked on it.
2: Oh yeah. I, I'm absolutely uh, like just, beyond words on the on this this uh this exhaust system completely livened up the engine i was fine i was finding personally that the, the ktm stock system and then uh, of course the system that i had uh, be- anyone who's listening to the podcast know that we've re- i've recently switched uh, uh exhaust companies uh brandon would be very crying to know that uh, the bike was sluggish and just I, it felt held back honestly and then this thing just let it wide open and uh, i i I went from thirtieth to fourteenth and crashed twice in the same moto, uh, and and still and still uh, inside the top fifteen. So uh, all thanks, many thanks to to you guys. So I really appreciate that.
0: No problem, man. Glad we could help yeah. out.
2: In the mud, and even in the mud, I'm terrible in the mud. But like one one of the things I wanted to maybe pick your brain about, and you could probably tell me nothing at all. But uh, a little bird told me that Husqvarna is coming out with a 2018 and a half. And we know that, like, it's kind of like a special edition bike, and we know that KTM has a special edition bike, but the exhaust system that comes on that is is different from stock. Um, but maybe, just maybe, would, would the, the, the 2018 and a half Husqvarna come with, a, come with an FMF exhaust? Uh, I
0: think, honestly, the, the plan is right now, I think they are keeping both bikes stock mufflers. I'm pretty sure. Um, I could be wrong. I honestly don't think that either the KTM or the Husky will have an aftermarket exhaust. Um, I can tell you that we have maybe seen the motorcycle and maybe I've already done the development and, uh, teams will be racing with it, uh, very soon. Um, especially in Europe, but, um, but yes i uh i do not think that either will have an exhaust pipe on it which is okay with me because you know that's the first thing that people will want to change hopefully <laughs> so absolutely uh, and and
2: if they but, do want to change it where do they go oh come on man ffracing.com boom that's easy that's yeah. like that's a pretty short url they can punch that in and just go shopping and uh yeah pretty you guys ship pretty much anywhere in the world right
0: Actually, we don't. Uh, we only ship in the U.S. We don't even ship to okay. Canada. It's crazy. Uh, but, you know, we have great partners throughout the world that carry our product and get it uh, as quick as possible. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm just getting excited. We're actually getting ready to possibly drop another quick little social edit on the United by Power series. So, everyone uh, stay tuned to uh, at, F- F- wait, at FMF73 on Instagram uh, so you guys can check that out. Um, I'm sure most of your followers already follow us. Hopefully, if not, get on it, people. You're missing out. I post some pretty cool stuff, and then uh, yeah, we're just excited, man. I'm ready to. I wish it was already Saturday so I could go see these guys practice and qualify.
2: No kidding. Where will you be uh, when uh, the the race starts? And I believe probably around five o'clock in the morning your time, because I'll be watching it.
0: Yeah, so I think
2: um, generally
0: I think the schedule is so for the qualifying race on Saturday. I think they start that uh, around three o'clock in the afternoon in Europe, so not so early, but uh, the next day the mode of the actual race race starts at one. and so that's really early for me. but I'm gonna get up, make sure i'm uh, I'm on top of it and uh, and on it, watching it on my phone or
2: something like that love it, man. Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show to uh, to talk some dirt bikes. Uh, uh, we're going to throw it to commercial in a little bit, and we're going to bring on uh, Christy from uh, now. Now she's representing the – she was with uh, K- KTM Orange Braid for the longest time, now an integral part of the uh, of the, the Kirk Caselli Foundation. What good things, or maybe some not-so-good things, can you tell us about Christy? <laughs> Chrissy.
0: Christy's amazing. I just can't believe she left KTM. I think she's been there for 14 years. So, I mean, I've been yeah. working at – at FMF for 18 full-time. So, you know, I only got a couple years around. That's a long time to be working at, at a company, and, and Minnie thought she was uh, she would never leave. Uh, and she left on great terms, um, you know, and she just had a uh, great opportunity to come her way. And, but i uh, fortunate enough to be able to sit on the on the foundation board with Christy. She's amazing. Um, so give her my best and give her, a, like, a, a radio I uh, podcast high-five for me. Um, yep, when you We do that. Talk to her, and you know, while I'm throwing it out there, just high five to all the listeners. You know, high five, high
2: five, high five. Boom! Uh, there's plenty of high fives <laughs> to go around. They love when you're on the show, my friend. Uh, always good times, good stories, and uh, good people because you're 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 one of those. So, um, yeah. I, I wish you the best for your your family vacation. We wanted to grab you on before uh, before you guys head out and enjoy yourselves for, for some much well deserved R and R. But uh, um, I always appreciate the time, my friend. Um, like it's 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 a pleasure to have you on yeah man i, I uh,
0: appreciate it as well and uh let's go team USA hopefully canada gets second how about that
2: perfect that would be uh that would be <laughs> a, a, an england miracle two countries that were literally born from a different country winning the championship going one two in the country that it kind of sort of came from that would be going yep. just totally um that that would be 2017 <laughs> and love. everyone would be kneeling doing it uh For sure. So, <laughs> Um, If you have yourself a great rest of your day, don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Serial bees amigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride.
3: Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio show.
2: Hey Big MX listeners, it's time for another commercial break. Please listen carefully to these and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's dot USA.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes. And spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin Lutheran, Chad Reed, and the entire Daiko Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose. They just build amazing products. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to wus today. W-U-S-A. All things wheels. Hey, big MX fans, thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. Traction MX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha. KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American. And uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to tractionmx.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viro brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award winning support with every sport. Head on over to the viralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, ten packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only fifty nine ninety nine. Viral brand products are available in the US, Canada and Australia. And used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. With us on the line, we've got none other than Feld Entertainment's Motorsports Division Public Relations Manager goes by the name of Sean Brennan. Sean, welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. It's been way too long, my friend. How are you?
3: Man, I am excellent, Brad. I really appreciate you having me today. And, uh, yeah, we're doing excellent. Uh, My goodness, survived uh, a little scare with Irma here in in Florida a couple weeks back. And uh, we're all now focused again on the uh, 2018 Monster Energy Supercross season. And even before that, uh, the great Monster Energy Cup coming up here in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, thank you.
2: Absolutely, and, and I do appreciate you keeping everybody updated on Facebook with uh, some of those family posts, and when you guys were uh, hightailing it uh, away from uh, basically the, the destruction zone that was going to be uh, leading up to that uh, time. And I, it's good to hear that uh, you, your family, was all super uh, was safe, and uh, and and life has a lot been allowed to restore back to uh, uh, somewhat normal or as close to normal as it can be.
3: Yeah, close to normal. Uh, You know, there's still some some brethren, you know, in different parts of Florida that are still suffering uh, a little bit, primarily, you know, down in the Keys. uh, You know, there's a lot of folks down there that really value that, you know, that beach lifestyle and the boat lifestyle. And, uh, unfortunately, when, you know, hurricanes come a-knocking, that really threatens, you know, that lifestyle. But mostly everybody, you know, here in the Tampa area, uh, the Bradenton area, where Feld Entertainment, uh, we're housed, our global headquarters is based here, uh, actually in Palmetto, Florida. Uh, we are all fine. Uh, a lot of folks that work here have some, you know, power issues uh, for a couple of days, uh, but really have to give it to, uh, you know, the power companies down here as well as the multitude of states i think i read somewhere that there were like 35 states of power companies that all headed to florida to help everybody out Uh, but fortunately for us in this whole tampa area uh, we were without power for uh, not very long so yeah back to normal and uh, back to uh, our, our very favorite thing you know supercross
2: for sure, and, and and everyone's like, as soon as the nationals are over, uh, we 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 put down our uh, our softer suspension, we tighten things up, and everyone starts to get excited about going to supercross races. The first of which, <laughs> uh, uh, kind of the 2008 season is or 2018 season rather. Oh wow, it was like 2008 it was ten years ago almost. Uh, is the 2017 Monster Energy Cup three weeks away it's basically it's right on the doorstep where everyone's getting excited and all the athletes are kind of showing some of those new bikes that they're going to be riding the new gear the new graphics everything's exciting and uh the the Monster Energy Cup is no is uh is no exception
3: yeah you know it's uh it, it, it always comes it's such an interesting time of the season uh but as as you know uh, January through May is Supercross, and then two weeks later we hit the outdoors for another, you know, 12 out of 13, 14 weeks. And, you know, it's, um, there really isn't a convenient time uh, in between that or even in between our season where we can have an all-star race. Um, and that really is what the Monster Energy Cup is, um, and and that's you know really why it hits uh hits us in October so you can almost you know view view it as you know the last supercross race of the season or the first of the season depending on how you yeah, look really. at things uh but yeah it is very important to the teams uh and all of our athletes um you know by the time that rolls around in October they have all of their You know, new team agreements in place and new companies and sponsors and graphics, like you were mentioning, everything is is ready to go. And at least that is the goal for everybody, uh, ready to go for 2018. Uh, But for us, that is our all-star race. So it is, um, you know, sort of the wrap-up to our entire season for the year as well. Uh, But it it was interesting. I was over at the MXGP event in Jacksonville a couple weekends ago. And, uh, you know, the outdoors were, were all wrapped up, uh, Eli and, you know, Kyle Chisholm, you know, Justin, we had a lot of great riders racing in the MXGP and everyone I ran into athlete wise, uh, team wise, everybody was like, Hey, monster energy cup. It's coming up in a couple of weeks, man. Supercross is back. So <laughs> to your point, Uh, it's like, my goodness, 10 minutes after the Nationals are over, everybody starts pointing towards, okay, when can we get inside a stadium again? (laughs) When can we start experiencing Supercross, which is absolutely fantastic.
2: Absolutely, it is, and and, it, and it's not just the racing on the on the track. It's the pit party. It's everything that comes along with it, and the excitement of seeing those riders, like you said, on those brand new bikes and the graphics, the whole nine yards. Uh, and of course, because we're in motocross and we we deal with uh, uh, a lot of different uh, individuals and a lot of uh, like uh, inherently, I think motocross races are procrastinators. Uh, so you yourself uh, are probably dealing with a, a host of uh, of. of uh, athletes, managers, and and everything in between that are more or less behind the eight ball with eight weeks to go, or four, 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 three weeks to go. <laughs>
3: um, I will say, you know, some are. It, you know, it's uh, it's um, interesting, and uh, you know whether they're procrastinating or not. I, I I don't know. I just know that you know. Uh, it's expensive, you know, to do any of these endeavors nowadays, um, you know, is one thing. So having and getting everything in line, uh, there's a lot of moving parts, you know. Um, And I I think that's the thing is that there are really just so many moving parts to all of this uh, that if you really peel back the layers, uh, it's not as smooth as just, you know, buying a pair of boots, a helmet, and a bike, and let's go racing. It would be great if it if, if it was that simple, but, you know, for the teams that compete in Supercross and the marquee athletes uh, that are, you know, elite, the most elite in the world, um, there's a lot more layers to uh, to putting out an effort for a, a new season.
2: That absolutely it is, and, uh, and you're a Definitely among the uh, some of the hardest working guys within this series, uh, showing up beforehand, setting up uh, all of the, uh, the the press conferences, and uh, literally like not ten minutes after the athletes ha- have walked away from all interviews and, and obligations to the media, you're you're the guy that's tearing the thing down. Um, it, you you. you Put a lot on your plate every single event and all the way throughout the year, um, first of all how, how did you come to the the position you 're in right now, and what are kind of the ins and outs of what what a, a general week looks like for uh, Sean Brennan one of, like I said one of the most uh, busiest guys in the industry
3: well, thank you for that. I think that uh, you know everybody you know in this in this industry you know works extremely hard uh, just like you do you know I see you um, You know, flying in early, uh, obviously waking up early, attending press days, shooting photos, writing stories. So uh, as much as I I thank you for that, um, (laughs) you know, I think everybody works extremely, you know, extremely long hours and, uh, you know, long days, uh, no matter who you are within this industry. But it's really passion. Passion builds, you know, and can drive you – for a long, long time, <laughs> and yeah, i've just I i've just been real fortunate you know, I grew up with two passions uh music and dirt bikes, and so you know for me, you know I worked uh for a long time uh in the music business professionally, so the beginning of my career, uh, I worked with my first passion while continuing you know as a hobby and like you know most of us you know riding on the weekends and you know the weekend warrior thing um and then you know like a lot of careers do it led to being in the right place at the right time and that just happened to be here in Florida um where Monster Energy Supercross is headquartered um so to be able to work now uh with my second passion that I've had my my whole my whole life Uh, is pretty unique, Um, but I was already living in the Tampa uh, area working for another company and Feld Entertainment uh, was really moving their entire global operations uh, here to the Tampa area. Uh, The building we're in is about 700,000 square feet. It is the second largest building in the state of Florida and uh only second uh to NASA. So NASA owns the largest building in Florida and we are number two. <laughs> so yeah, yours
2: is a whole lot busier lately.
3: <laughs> it is it's an amazing complex. It is uh a studio. We call it Feld Entertainment Studios. And we can rehearse uh, two arena size shows simultaneously uh next to each other. Uh obviously we are In addition to Monster Energy Supercross, we also own Monster Jam, uh, Disney on Ice, uh, all of the Disney properties, Marvel Universe. Uh, So we do a lot more than just Monster Energy Supercross. Uh, So having this type of a facility, uh, one, was needed. uh, But two, you know, the company was going through uh, a transformation and really wanted all of the brain power. Um, that was spread across the country in different locations all under one roof. So that was really the big uh, driver for, you know, moving everybody to Florida. So Denny Hartwig, uh, who was my predecessor, was the director of uh, public relations for, for Monster Energy Supercross for a good 18, 19 years, Uh, is the one that hired me. Yeah. No kidding. So, you know, luck and opportunity time, uh, it all plays into it. Um, but they were moving, you know, everybody to Florida and they had an opening and that was here in Florida. I was already here in Florida. Um, the company I was working for at the time, they wanted me to move to New York city. Um, which I had lived in New York City uh, when I was in the music business a long time ago, so I wasn't okay. up for doing another tour of New York. <laughs> so, And uprooting a young family as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I have uh, uh, two teenagers now, uh, 14 and 16, and obviously – uh, as you know they they you know once they hit that age they're pretty ingrained in their life as well so for yeah sure. the family um was not moving to new york uh my my wife who is my girlfriend the first time she didn't even go to new york the first time with me so <laughs> there, was, there you go you're on your own John. <laughs> there was no way she was going to make that move so fortunately for me uh it it really the opportunity came up and uh it was a perfect fit obviously uh but uh more importantly you know the tides uh were rolling in my favor if you will and uh the timing was everything so um very fortunate uh absolutely love uh what I do here and um you know two passions pretty unique uh from a from a professional standpoint
2: Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I do know your, your musical taste is, is, uh, very similar to mine. So I pose you this question. Is there any way we can get, uh, Van Halen, uh, with Sammy Hagar backing them to do the national anthem at one of the, uh, one of the rounds at the early portion of the Supercross season this year? I know you'd love to see it. I know I'd love
3: to see it. <laughs> you better believe it. You know, uh yes, that is always going to be a long or a, a short-term and a long-term goal of mine. Uh yeah. absolutely. Uh anytime we can mix with uh with Van Halen, uh either with Sammy or with David Lee Roth, uh we're completely open to that. Um was able to get David Lee Roth out to uh an Anaheim Monster Jam event. Uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe it was two years ago now. Uh, and I tell you, Brad, it was absolute goosebumps. Uh, he was absolutely amazing, him being from Southern California and uh, Angel Stadium uh, there in Anaheim. He was telling me stories of when he was still a teenager and Aerosmith was you know, selling out Angel Stadium. And Van Halen was still very young, and uh, he would go out there and and flyer cars when they were still playing on the Sunset Strip. Uh, so to <clears throat> excuse me, have two days with David Lee Roth on his home turf. It was uh, pretty pretty magical. Uh, so now to have a couple of days with Sammy Hagar, yeah, that would definitely be be high on the bucket list as well.
2: <laughs> now uh, you're a guy who who enjoys his job. You work hard at it. but You also enjoy it. And I saw you uh, smiling quite a bit while I was down in California as well as in Toronto and, uh, and and Minnesota but I don't think I saw your smiles quite as big as when I the time that I did when uh, I think it was Anaheim 2 when uh, there was a, a guitarist who who played the the national anthem uh, for being and and like that was a really cool moment e- excellent execution and I know that's something you you, you enjoyed as well
3: <laughs> you better believe it yeah that was Marty Friedman uh, from Megadeth Uh, So I know that uh, there's probably a lot of great rock and roll uh, folks in your audience. uh, They'll certainly know that name. Uh, And Marty primarily lives in uh, Japan now. So we're really, really fortunate that um, there is a convention uh, happening right there at the uh, Orange County Convention Center. And uh, again, you know, timing goes back to timing. Marty was... uh, was part of that conference uh, it's a big music conference. Uh, the music manufacturers uh, have a big like three four five day uh, conference there in Orange county every year and typically either our monster one of our monster jam events or one of our supercross events hits right around the same time uh, that they are having that um, and this time yeah it was uh, it was supercross and Marty was available. And uh, our director of operations, uh, Tim Bend, uh, was actually pretty good buddies with with Marty, and he was the one that brought that together. So, yeah, he did a fantastic job. And you probably saw me smiling earlier in the day when he was out there uh, on the track uh, just practicing, uh, which was really really cool. You know, it was. The sun was shining, blue skies hanging over our head, and uh, there's Marty Friedman on the Monster Energy podium, just you know, getting after it on the guitar. It was pretty magical.
2: Absolutely, and I believe that was Anaheim too. And I, yep. I think you were also smiling because uh, about. Twenty-four hours prior to that, I was up to about my ankle in uh, in water, uh, standing outside of the uh, of the, the Dunlop uh, tire changing station uh, in the pits. So you, the, you had many reasons to be smiling on that particular day. Uh, we had some wild weather in, in SoCal leading up to the races. Somehow we didn't have a, a full blown mutter, but I think that's also to the uh, to the Dirtworks crew as well as, uh, as as you guys for putting on an amazing event.
3: Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, it's uh, Feld Entertainment has been doing this, uh, you know, for fifty plus years, um, and a longer history, you know, with uh, you know with Mister Feld uh, as a promoter, uh, Irving Feld. So there are a lot of logistics, a lot of talented people. Uh, It is just amazing, the -the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on uh, to put on any of our shows, um, from Amsoil Arena Cross to Monster Energy Supercross to one of our newest uh, productions, Sesame Street Live. Um, So it is a lot of fun, and uh, it's uh, truly a blessing to be around so many uh, talented people in so many different areas uh, within their you know, within their realm, but I will tell you, you know, working on Monster Energy Supercross, uh, just like the athletes, just like the media, just like you, uh, passion drives everything. Um, People love it. People love it no matter if you're a fan Uh, you're just, you know, you ride a dirt bike on the weekends or you're an athlete out there competing each and every week. Uh, we all love it. And that's a pretty special thing, uh, in life. Not a lot of people can say when they go to work every day, they actually love what they do. Um, but those of us involved, you know, including yourself, uh, are very blessed to be able to, uh, to, to love what we do each and every day and each and every week.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate the kind words. And uh, throttle therapy does not discriminate whether you're watching it, experiencing it, or, or anything else in between. Uh, I, it's, it's a passion of mine to come to the races, and I look forward to doing so for a long period of time. My last question to you on this beautiful Friday afternoon, I'm going to let you get, up, get on with the rest of your weekend, my friend, is uh, we have two returning champions to the Monster Energy Cup this weekend. Uh, we, we very well could see a brand-new championship Champion crown by the end of the weekend uh, in in two weeks two weeks time. Uh, I'll put you on the spot right now. Who's taking it home in the uh, in the, the the Monster Cup uh, Cup
3: class? <laughs> oh my goodness, you are putting me on the spot. Well, hey, I I am going to have to go. I am going to have to go, and I, I would certainly not say uh, an underdog by any stretch. Because uh, he is one of our most elite uh, athletes for sure. But if I was a betting man, I'm going with Jason Anderson. Uh, I think you know he had uh, the win in Vegas at uh, our Monster Energy Supercross Finals, and I think he is hungry. I think he's always hungry. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd put a line on Jason Anderson to be our million dollar winner this uh, here in a couple of weeks.
2: And with that, we've got our answer. didn't even take you long to come up with, uh, with a solid uh, uh, answer on that one. So uh, I'm pretty confident maybe uh, when I'm in Vegas, uh, throw down some cash on on, on Jason Anderson. But, uh, Sean Brennan, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to have you on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate you giving us some time on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show.
3: Thank you for having me, and uh, thank you for supporting Uh, Monster Energy Supercross with everything that you do. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks uh, here in Las Vegas.
2: Awesome, man. Well, don't hang up just yet. but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And there you have it, guys, an excellent podcast with none other than Sean Brennan. We really appreciate him. Coming on and giving us a little bit of insight uh, as to what we can expect from uh, this year's Monster Energy Cup, and just to get to know him a little bit. Uh, if you've got plans to head out to uh, Sam Boyd Stadium in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, the 14th of October next month in 2017, I r- highly uh, recommend that you do so. And if you're looking for tickets, it can be found uh, at uh, no better place than uh, SupercrossLive.com forward forward slash uh, en uh, Dash U S forward slash tickets, or just go to the homepage and uh, it'll prompt you pretty easily through there. There's also a Supercross 101 uh, and some photos and videos, news, you name it, at uh, SupercrossLive.com. So go check that out, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you there uh, as the gate drops for yet yet again another exciting Monster Energy Cup. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we'll see you around. Take care.